Hey, Darren Daily On Demand listeners, it's your show producer, Mariana here with a quick message before we get started today. We are so incredibly grateful for all of you, our valued listeners. We love hearing about the ways that our podcast has impacted your lives. Like from listener Mary Shizmar, who says, I keep my momentum going through the weekend, rinse and repeating my favorite episodes. If this podcast has made a positive impact in your life, like it has for Mary, we would be so grateful if you could take a moment to leave a five-star review on the platform where you're listening. And don't forget to share this episode or the entire podcast with the people closest to you. You never know when they might need to hear an uplifting or even a gut punch message in their life. Thank you for being part of this growth journey with us. We love becoming better every day right alongside you. Now let's dive into today's episode and keep on growing together. Welcome to Darren Daily On Demand, your most trusted resource to help you become better every day. Here's your success mentor, Darren Hardy. Darren Daily member Nicholas Marco asked a great question, and it's one that I want to answer for all of you right here this morning. Here's what he wrote. We remember great leaders from their unforgettable and inspiring speeches. Yet, Darren, you often say that the great leaders prefer asking questions rather than making big statements. What is the balance between listening and learning and making statements, affirming your vision, and inspiring other people? Yes, there is a time for rally cries and casting visions and giving great speeches. And there's a time for inquiry asking questions and assessing the situation by seeking input from others. The balance is 99%, 1%. And guess which is what? 99% inquiry, asking questions, and then listening. And maybe on the high side, 1% making speeches or declarations. And the 1% is essentially just a summary of what was discovered in the 99%. So a while back, I was spending time profiling the then CEO and still executive chairman of Intuit, Brad Smith, a great guy. I published the profile in Success Magazine. And prior to him having the big chair of CEO, Brad was the senior VP of Intuit's small business division. So when asking him about how he motivated his team, his reply was, quote, I've done a number of things in the spirit of employee motivation. He said, I tend to be a storyteller and a student of history. I often told stories of great battles like the Battle of Thermopylae as a metaphor to inspire teams who faced what appear to be insurmountable odds. He added, and yes, I've been known to don costumes ranging from a Roman soldier to Elvis Presley to add an element of theatrics to get my point across. So in other words, yes, Brad had the unique ability to give rousing speeches. But when he took over as CEO, that is not what he did. The first thing he did, and the only thing he did for the first 90 days of his taking over the big corner office was, he went on a quote, listening tour. In his words, he said, quote, when I transitioned into the CEO role, one of my primary goals was to learn what our stakeholders were thinking about. So I went on a listening tour, talking to our board of directors, other CEOs in Silicon Valley and our investors. I also spent time in small groups with more than 300 of our customer facing employees. He said, I primarily primarily asked three questions. What do you see as Intuit's biggest untapped opportunity? What is the biggest risk facing Intuit that keeps you up at night? And what is the biggest mistake I can make as a CEO in my first year? He reported there was a wealth of learning and consistency from what I learned that helped frame the priorities for my first year as CEO and my entire strategic direction for the company. So Brad spent three months asking questions and listening and probably 
30 minutes giving the speech to announce the new strategic vision of the organization. And his rousing speech was simply the conclusions drawn from their excellent input, using their words and giving them credit for his great ideas. In other words, these weren't just ideas pulled out of the bum of the new guy who just got his cush corner office in the ivory tower and doesn't really know what the heck he's talking about. No, he asked the productive questions, listened intently, intently, synthesized the best ideas, built an execution plan, and then reported it back to them. By doing this, he gained their immediate buy-in. So jot this reminder down in your leadership notes. People support what they feel they have helped co-create. What were the results, you ask? By the second quarter of Brad taking over as CEO, revenues were up 11% from the same time the previous year. For a company that size in that short of time, that is remarkable. And he led into it to a record-breaking year of $3 billion, his first year as CEO, and that was in the year of 2008. And we all remember 2008. When asking him more about his listening tour, Brad said one of the most uh, important things that he learned was about leadership. And this is what I want all of you to learn here as well. He said, as a leader, you don't have to have all the answers, but you do need to know what questions to ask. And you do need to learn how to really listen. And he added, it doesn't come naturally for most, most people who are put into positions of title. You have to learn and you have to grow these skills. Knowing what questions to ask in a variety of leadership predicaments, how to ask them in a way that draws the best out of people, and how to build an execution plan, gain buy-in, and build consensus. And all of that you can learn inside the Hero's Journey Leadership Development System. So, questioning and listening. That is what the leader is doing 99% of the time. 1% is then reporting the findings and the plan for the future. And if you wanna don a Roman soldier skirt or an Elvis Presley onesie, that's all up to you. It's not my style, but hey, to each their own. 